When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory for Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today I'm talking about developing your trading edge. Now, where did I come up with this topic? Well, Twitter's a great tool. I get people all the time, they'll listen to my podcast and they'll say, hey, can you do one on such and such? Can you do one on this? Can you do one on risk management? Can you do one on profit taking? I had somebody this week ask me, can I do it on developing your trading edge? And I think that's a pretty good one. And by the way, if you guys have a topic that you want me to do, either email me or the best one is just to, through Twitter, just say, hey, Ryan, do one on this and I'll do it. If, if I have any knowledge in it, I'll definitely do it. I mean, I'm always looking for new ideas be able to bring to you and because sometimes I feel like I talk about maybe some of the same things and um, I don't want to do that so I always want my topics to be fresh I want it to be evergreen I want it to be something that you can 10 years from now go back and listen to and it's like man this is really helping me so that's the goal of swing trading the stock market so today I'm going to talk about developing your trading edge and what does that entail so I'm going to go through seven steps here how I develop a trading edge or how you can develop a trading edge because I actually already have a trading edge that's what I do in the swing trading splash zone every day, Monday through Friday, providing you with my swing trades, the alerts, all that good stuff. How'd you like that for a plug? That was kind of a good plug. And I just kind of naturally segue into my my service. But that's really not what I'm trying to do with this podcast. The podcast is actually to get you to learn more as traders, to become better traders, and to succeed more as traders. So the first step to developing your trading edge is to determine what you're going to be trading. Are you going to be doing Forex? Are you going to be, God forbid, Bitcoin? I know people are actually making money off of Bitcoin. And I, you know, with, when it comes to Bitcoin, I'm not actually all that against it. I just hate the fact that it's so heavily inundated by the crowd. Like people who've never traded anything in their life, they're Bitcoin experts. They're Bitcoin mining. Or they've been holding since $20,000 and getting all excited about a move from 3000 to six or 7000 So I actually think that the... the Bitcoin chart is pretty responsive technically. It follows technical patterns really good. When a couple of years ago, when it was at what twenty thousand, or a year and a half ago, when it was at twenty thousand, I actually told people it was going down to five thousand, and kind of to my surprise, too, it literally went straight down to five thousand. Um, I was kind of pumped about that because rarely does such a bold prediction play out that well, and it did. It was like big time. So yeah, without getting too sidetracked here. You can trade Bitcoins, you can trade crypto, you can trade Forex, you can trade options, you can trade equities, you can, there's a whole host of things that you can trade. So for me, I trade equities. I trade stocks. I don't use options. I don't do any kind of other derivatives. I just buy and sell stocks. That's my trading edge. The next step you're going to need to figure out is what time frame are you going to trade? 
How are you going to determine entries? Are you going to go off of intraday moves? Are you going to determine exits by entry, by five minute, thirty minute charts, or by a daily chart? Are you going to um, be generally deciding whether a stock is a good long setup or a, a short setup based off of a daily chart? So I'll tell you what I do. I I base my entries off of my intraday movements and combination of the daily chart as well but if a stock's up 10 percent, and even if it sets up really well on the daily chart i'm not going to go buy it because i feel like that that stock's kind of exasperated its move for the day or at least that the risk reward isn't necessarily in my favor and that a bigger pullback could be had at that moment so entries i'm going to uh base it off of a combination of the daily and the uh, five minute chart or 30 minute chart Exits, those those are just typically, I, I'm raising up my stop losses, and I, I like to be stopped out of my winning positions, ultimately. I like to ride a trend as high as it can go. Sometimes that means the stock only goes up 3% and pulls back, and I take a 1.5% profit. That's fine, but sometimes it actually means that it goes up 15%, and it pulls back, and I take a 12% profit. So I don't necessarily try to get out at the top. I just try to get the a chunk of the, of the stock's move. Now, another part of trading and i think a lot of people overlook this is what actually dictates the times when you're not going to be trading because that's a huge part of trading like when are you not going to trade because knowing when not to trade is just if not more important than knowing when to trade so you have to know okay is it low volume conditions or is it a bear market or when the stocks are trading below the 200 day moving average or trading a Above the 50-day moving at well i mean what's what's going to be the reason for why you're not trading and i'm not saying that there's like a perfect equation for knowing when to trade versus when not to trade for me it tends to be a lot about market action i'd pass up on a lot of good trade setups basically because of what the price action on the current day is all about and whether or not there's a strong certainty the future price movement in the direction that it might take like take today for instance i don't have a good strong feeling about this market either way and so I don't want to add more positions, even though there's good trade setups to be had out there. I don't want to add more trade setups to my portfolio, more exposure to the long side, if I don't have a huge level of confidence about this, where it wants to go the next day, or even into the close. The next one is risk management. We all think about profits and making money in the stock market as being our primary goal, but it shouldn't be. It should be risk management. How are you going to manage the risk? Because you're going to have bad trades and you're going to have a lot of them. You're going to have trades that do not go right for you. I'm only right about 58 to 60% of the time. And that's really good. But guess what that means? That means I'm wrong 40 to 42% of the time. So I have to decide for myself, how am I going to manage the risk on the 40 to 42%? How I manage the risk doesn't just pertain to my losing trades. Far from it. It pertains to every single trade that I make because a lot of times the reason why I have winning trades is because I manage the risk on my winning trades. Managing risk isn't about just when the stock goes red. It isn't about when the stock decides to go against you. It's about managing the profits too. Managing the risk on your profits. Not just on your losing trades, but on your winning trades too. So you have to decide that. How am I going to manage my risk? I know exactly how much I'm willing to risk on every trade. I don't like to go beyond about 4% on a stop loss from where I'm getting in at. And on average, I'm usually only about 2 to 3% on my losing trades. And I also don't like a stock to be up 5 or 6% on me and watch it go red. I'm just not going to let a winning trade, if I can help it at all, I'm not going to let, no matter how bullish I am on a stock, I'm not going to let a stock that's up 4 or 5% or even 6% reverse on me. And then I'm just going to bag hold it until it goes back instead of red. Because guess what? There's always another trade out there. You don't have to 
just hold through something because you have this undying belief that this stock is going to be your like savior and, and take you to some kind of promised land because it's not. There's another trade out there. There's another trade right now that I can have. I can name a whole bunch of them off of to you. There's Twitter. There's Coca-Cola. There's plenty of them right now. And I'm not buying them because I'm going to manage the risk in my portfolio. And then the next step, number five, is going to be profit taking. How are you going to determine when to take profits? I, I use a number of methods for that. If it's a market that's very unpredictable and it's very difficult to get any significant amount of trades, either to the long side or short side, then I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive in profit taking. If I see a stock that's really hitting its head up against some serious resistance, I'm probably going to take my profits there. I'm not risk a huge pullback there. Profit can, taking can be used at Bollinger Bands when stocks creep outside of an upper Bollinger Band. There's a lot of ways, but this is something that you have to decide for yourself. When am I going to take profits? And then you have position sizing. Are you going to go 20% per trade, 10% per trade? I, I, I really recommend, based on my, just my own experience, what's worked for me, to keep all your position sizes the same. I know that some people like to go big because they have this huge conviction about a stock. I don't have a conviction about any stock I trade. I just don't. I don't trust stocks. I don't have a conviction about them. I don't like stocks in, in the sense that I'm not going to like believe in them. A lot of people believe in Tesla. They believe in like square or they believe in apple i don't believe in any of them i feel like stocks are destined to let you down if you if you believe in them if you believe in their story that doesn't mean that if you bought microsoft 30 years ago that you're not a much better person today but in general for every microsoft you have a crap load of stocks that are going to disappoint you over time so you have to decide for yourself how much are you going to dedicate to each trade Again, I think it's always best to make every position size the same so if you want 20 positions in your portfolio at a time then you're probably going to have to dedicate no more than 5% per trade to them. And then finally, are you going to go all in at once or are you going to stage your position? Are you going to go in just a little bit at a time? Okay, I'm going to put 25% of my position on now. I'm going to wait for a pullback, add 25% more. I'm going to wait for if more. If I can get more pullback, I'm going to add another 25%. That's one way. I'm not big on that idea. There's the other one of waiting for the stock to to make its move after you get in initially, let's say you put in 25% originally, and then you wait for it to go up 1%, then you add another 25%, and then if it goes up another 1% from there, you're going to add another 25% and so on until you have a full position. And then you kind of exit the stock the same too. I really don't think it makes a big difference in the long run that you're really making that much more money, or if any money at all. I think sometimes you miss out on some really good opportunities. I personally don't do any of that. I just get all in at once, and I get all out at once. I don't need to take half my profits. I don't need to trim my position. I just get in and I get out. Because once again, I, I may get out and the stock may keep going up. Oh, well, that happens. There's another trade out there though. And I will take advantage of it. So in any case, these, these are just some of my thoughts on developing your trading edge. Is this every variable that goes into it? No. I was writing these down on what I thought was some of the key parts of developing a good trading edge. You're also going to have to decide things like your charting platform, what kind of patterns you're going to go after. I think um, I probably should add that as one of them is that what kind of technical patterns are you going to go after? What kind of are you going to be more of a fundamental trader? Are you going to be going through their balance sheet, technical versus fundamental or a blend of the two? Now, I'm a pure technical trader, but at times I do pay attention to the macro events. Like, for instance, right now, Apple kind of staying away from Apple because there is a macro slash fundamental news story out there about China and the possibility that they're going to get hammered by the tariffs. 
not trading Alibaba right now because I'm a little bit leery of them being a Chinese stock and that the effect that Chinese, that the tariffs that the United States are imposing on China could have on a stock like Alibaba. Even though you wouldn't think that there would be a much exposure, it could just be a guilty by association. So I've been trying to stay away from that kind of a company. Uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely that. I also avoid the fundamental uh, earnings reports, right? That's a big fundamental news piece, earnings reports. I will not hold a stock, no matter how technically great it is, I'm not holding it through a earnings report because there's been far too many good technical patterns on charts that just get destroyed by like 20, 25, 30%. Because of earnings season. It's just a huge pitfall to avoid. So that's another one too. Jeez. I'm just adding them on here. Uh, I, I had seven of them written down. And as I'm talking, I'm just creating more bullet points for you to consider. But what are you not going to trade? It goes back to the third point of what dictates a no trade. I don't trade through earnings season. I'm going to sell any stock that's getting ready to report earnings the next day. I just will not hold through an earnings report. So the day before, I'm out of there. Or if it's reporting in the afternoon, I'll get out before the market closes that day, but you have to get out. It's just not worth playing it. I don't trade biotechs. I'll trade IBB, which is the biotech ETF, but that encompasses all the biotechs or the big, large ones at least. But I'm not going to trade individual ones. There's too much bad news that can happen overnight and just crush your position or your holding. So I don't touch those either. And for good reason. I really don't want to be down 50% one day because some company didn't get an FDA approval. And I don't want to do the research to figure out what stocks have potential hazards because in biotechs, they all seem like they have some. And it always seems like at some point or the other, whether you're Johnson & Johnson, Merck, Eli Lilly, or you're some penny stock garbage that's just trying to get its first FDA approval or the rumor of one, they're all going to have some really bad days out there. So I try to avoid the biotechs. So that's going to do it for today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com. Definitely try out the Splash Zone. It is a pretty awesome place. There's some really good traders in there. Um, I like to consider myself a pretty good trader. I've been doing it since I was 11 years old, and uh, I kind of feel like it's like walking and breathing. I've been through just about every kind of bad market condition. I've been through the Nasdaq.com bubble. I had That was my first really big learning experience because I was only like 18, 19 years old at that time. So that was an eye-opener because I was just got done trading one of the most amazing bull markets ever, and that really just knocked me off my feet there. But Again, I was a teenager at the time, so it was more of a learning experience than anything. But then 2008 came around, the Great Recession, and then you've had you know little mini crises along the way ever since then in a 10-year bull market. But nonetheless, I've done pretty good through all of them. You know, I, I try to, my, my goal is to profit every month, no matter if it's a bull market or bear market. I feel like that I have the ability to succeed every month that I trade. So if you all have any questions, feel free, again, email me, Ryan at SharePointer, and check out the SharePointer Swing Trading Splash Zone. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. 
All the best to you, and God bless.